Thanks for listening to the Idea Fountain. I hope you're having a great summer. I'm Julie Pilot, and I've been having a lot of conversations that inspire me lately. Some are about purpose, some about dreams, some interviews I do selfishly as a touch of personal mentoring on subjects I could use more help with. Like today, uh, we talk with photographer Johanna Brinkman. I love and appreciate photography as an art form. Our phones are filled with photos capturing moments and memories. It's always fun to explore new areas and look for interesting landscapes. At the same time, nothing makes me freeze or feel sick to my stomach more than someone looking for a promotional picture of me. There's so much pressure for content, reels, should I get dressed up, do I do hair and makeup, or look authentic pose or look natural. Feels so vain taking pictures. When a press release was going out for my new job, I pictured I needed pictures and Johanna, whom I'd met through Liz Hernandez Wordiful, popped up and saved my life. She made it so easy. She knew how to find the perfect light. She coached me to be the real me. On the Idea Fountain, as we champion creators, it's a gift to talk to experts on different sides of the business as an opportunity to give more resources and more tools to creators. Whether you're in need of a photo shoot or want to develop your craft as a photographer, make sure to follow Johanna. I-D-E-A. F-O-U-N-E-A-I-N This is the Idea Fountain. Life-changing conversations. So, Johanna Brinkman, I met you through our dear friend Liz Hernandez because you're the official Wordiful photographer. Yeah. And it was so kind. You came and you took pictures at my work when I started my new job in Invisible Narratives with me and my boss, Adam. So thank you for that because everybody loved the the photos and, you know, just watching you work and seeing how talented you are and now following you on social media, which, of course, is just your name. Johanna Brinkman will make sure everybody's all tagged and they can follow you. Um, I had so many questions. I'm so lucky to have so many talented friends. And um, I just, I wanted to talk to you today and really go down two paths. Like I'm interested to hear your photography background and like any trade tips or tricks people might want to know if they're interested in photography. But also, Mm -hmm. I'm especially interested to talk to you about photography through the lens or eyes of creators because there's so much pressure on creators Uh or anybody to keep posting more pictures, having more content. And so I kind of want to strategically talk to you on behalf of creators and get your advice on how they should be handling professional versus personal photos. But but let's start from the beginning. You are from Germany. I am born in Germany in Hamburg to be precise. Um, and born and raised in Germany. And I've been working, I think, since 12 years as a photographer. And, and, and how did that start for you? What was the first spark? Um, 12 years ago, 12 years ago, there were camera phones. Like, did it start there? Or did you start with like an OG camera and film? 
Um, I've never learned film. So I basically always was interested in like creating in general. So when I was a kid, I, I used to paint, I used to, you know, always create something with my hands. And um, I think it was just like, when I was 13, uh, 12, 13, maybe I started taking some pictures, then, you know, just out of boredom, I started um, making movies like little films with a friend. I just asked my mom, like, oh, can you, can I borrow, you know, your, I think it was called VHS. Remember those like mm-hmm. big cameras? Yeah. And you would put them on your shoulder and you would just like put a big cassette in it and film something. So I just borrowed that from her and we made little scripts. I made my friends, you know, act in front of the camera. And so it was kind of like that kind of started me more like being interested in visuals. So I had a friend who started modeling, so I would take pictures of her and um, it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. So we took pictures all the time. Then the agencies um, uh, reached out to me and asked if I would be interested in shooting other people for, um, you know, for their books, for their model books. So I did that and um, I was always a little hesitant. Should I, you know, I always wanted to be a director, but also wanted to be kind of independent in my creation. And I realized that doing movies, you need so many people. You need a big, big, big team. And I just really needed to get out my creativity. And I just wanted to, you know, take my camera, go somewhere, shoot, and then edit and just, you know, do my thing. So that that was kind of the beginning. And um, yeah, so I assisted several photographers in different fields and like commercial, or um, fashion portrait in um, during my graduation and after, and <clears throat> that's yeah, that's how I I got interested. I was like, yeah, that looks good. You know, it's fun to to do that for a living, and that's what I did. And um, yeah, how is photographer being a photographer as a business in twenty twenty two? Is it a difficult business? And I'm asking because so many people think they're photographers, right? Just with their cell phone. And there's been a shift where there's like less magazines, but at the same time, like I said, there's more content than ever. More Mm -hmm. music's being released than ever. Every single needs a cover photo. There's just a demand for content constantly. So if somebody's thinking about being a photographer, how just, what's your gut of where the business is? Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, if you have a camera, if you have a phone, you can be a photographer. Uh, for me, it's always been um, an art form where <clears throat> there's people who, who say, you know, you have to know like how to how to do it like the old school, you know, shooting on film or you have to know this and that. I've always been more the type of person who says, if the per- picture is amazing, it doesn't really matter. Like, you know, if, if what you, what the results shows you, touches somebody, then that's a photograph, you know, like if, if, then you're a photographer. It just, for me, it depends um, what your profession is and how you can be professional in your profession. So when you shoot portraits, then you have to have a talent to act, like to interact with people. And you have to have some knowledge on how to, you know, how to showcase someone's 
side that, you know, someone's essence, basically. And I don't think just because you have a camera and you can, you know, make a cool picture, this does not, as a client, this does not give me the certainty that you're going to give me a hundred percent, you know, from like the, the, the guidelines, I, like the, how can I, how can I put it the best way? Um, if I'm a client and I give you a job, I just need you to do it the best you can, right? So if I want you to shoot a car, I want to make sure you know how to light a car, you know, how to showcase a car. And if I want you to take a portrait of someone, I need you to be good with people, you know, like to make somebody com comfortable and feel good. Tell me more about that, the magic of portraits and how you pick that as your specialty and some of the challenges. Just talk about like either the challenges or what's exciting to you because it seems like you really do have to get intimate with somebody and earn their trust to bring out the real them. Yeah, absolutely. I think I just work with so many people and so many completely different characters, you know, some are very, you know, very like they are natural in front of the camera and you can just let them do their thing. But most people are, and I'm including myself in that very, you know, um, self-conscious in front of a camera. And they're like, oh, what should I do? Where should I put my arms, my hands? How should I look? You know, like it makes you nervous it makes you sweat and just to it I, I got it over the years I think the ability to just like kind of just with words take somebody by the by the hand and just be like okay we're gonna do that together you know you're not alone it's not like oh okay let's see how you can you know pose in front of a camera I don't like that's just not my my character I I don't like I don't like to put people in the on the spot or make them uncomfortable. I like to, you know, make somebody comfortable, make a joke, um, show them, you know, how they can, I don't know, put their shoulder or where they can look or, you know, like it, for me, it needs to be fun. It needs to be relaxed. That's the only way to really create an atmosphere where, where somebody can show their real, you know, their real self. I'll never forget, this really resonated with me and was a life-changing moment. I remember I went to go see a movie at the Arclight, rest in peace, uh -huh. or Arclight movie theater, and they had that little gift shop, and one of my friends was running late. So I was browsing around the gift shop, and there was some book about Marilyn Monroe, and um, it showed a proof sheet of she had probably taken 150 pictures and she crossed probably 145 of them out because she didn't like the way she looked. Mm -hmm. And there was just a few that she liked. And it was like that first moment that the light bulb hit me that even the most gorgeous person in the world feels self-conscious, right? Yeah. And so like, Ever since then, if I have to get like my pictures taken, I just trust we're going to take a lot of pictures and one yeah. of them's going to work. Yeah, exactly. And that's how, how it is sometimes, you know, it's enough if there is one picture and 
it's always interesting because I feel, you know, over the years when I go back to shoots that I took, let's say five years ago, um, I have a completely different perspective. Not always, sometimes I'm like, I thought this shoot was like not really my best back then. And I, I'm still like, yeah, that wasn't your best work, you know? But sometimes, sometimes you have a, like a bigger distance from your work and you can appreciate it more. And you're like, oh, there's actually just, you know, like not only two pictures that are good, there are actually 10 pictures that are really cool. So that's, I think that's really nice to, re, you know, revise your work sometimes, it makes sense. Yeah, revisit the catalog. And it's just yeah. so amazing how hard we are on ourselves, right? Like I went and I saw this band the other night and I was so excited that I got to see them in a small venue because uh -huh. the last time I saw them was at the Hollywood Bowl. And I was so energized and so excited and so grateful. And I talked to the band and they were like, that was our worst gig ever. We sucked. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, it's like, art can be so subjective yeah yeah absolutely and i mean it doesn't help that every day we are you know we're scrolling through social media and it's like everybody's only presenting their highlights you know their best stuff their coolest stuff the best lighting the best you know all the filters and it's always just like this you know kind of perfection thrown at our face the the, mm -hmm. the whole day so it's you know it's really hard to not be not be hard on yourself um well let's talk about that because really it's like i want to ask questions from the standpoint of a creator or a musician but really anybody that's professional mm -hmm. in life has social media accounts on yeah. everything for like the average person, do you have a recommendation of when is the best time to go get professional photos? And like, if you go invest in professional photos, like what's normal? How many outfit changes should you have? How long should those photos last you? Like how much can you reuse those photos? I know that's 10 questions in one, but like, again, if you were just to mentor or give, or give advice to a friend that's an up and coming musician and mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to spend their budget, how would you suggest they manage this insatiable need for content? Um, hmm. I mean, it's for me as a creative person, I think it's always about giving and receiving. Like you won't ever get what you want if you're not offering something that is desirable, you know? Like I'm not gonna get people, if I wanna work with a musician that I think is cool and has a cool look that kind of, you know, I, I like for my portfolio, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna be able to shoot that person if my stuff is not cool, you know, if the person doesn't, like my, my my photography or like my style. So I feel like whenever, at least for me, whenever there's a collaboration between creatives, which is possible that you, you know, you collaborate um, on a for free basis. So, you know, you're, let's say um, a singer and I'm like, 
hey, let's let's shoot if you're down, you know, just for for fun and for our, for our books. Um, there just needs to be a equal, you know, amount of value that you bring. You can't expect anyone to give you something if you don't bring back value. And if you reach out to a creative, it's really important to ask for their budget, you know, because if you want somebody to work for you, you have to be able to pay the person, you know, their day rate. And I feel like creatives are, in most cases, the, the people who get lowballed the most. So it's always like, oh yeah, we have this budget for our new brand, you know, our startup. And we have all these things that we have to pay for. Let's, you know, try to get a photographer or makeup artist for just 200 bucks a day, which, you know, in the end, it's like, nobody wants to work, you know, under their worth. So I think that's a big, a big part, you know, even for me, if I reach out to a photographer and I'm like, hey, um, I love your work. I would love to, you know, for you to take some pictures of me for my website or something like that. And this person says, yeah, that's, you know, my day rate is this and that. And I'm like, oh, damn, I, I can't pay that. You know, that's, you know, over my budget. It's just an information for me. And I'm not going to be like, okay, but can you do it for 200, you know, because it's, I think that's one one big thing that people have to consider. Like if you, if you want somebody to work for you, you have to be able to, you know, pay their day rate or you add that the same value, you know, to their portfolio as, as they would to yours. That's really good advice. And ultimately it really boils down to building community, right? Mm -hmm. And being honest and building relationships when you talk about that value. And I'll just add one more thing to it too. If you do reach out to somebody you really respect and admire, mm -hmm. and they say they have a high day rate and it's outside of your budget, it's okay to say, thanks so much for that information. It's not gonna work for me right now. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations of photographers mm -hmm. that may fit a different budget? Exactly. And either A, who knows, they might work with you, but B, everybody knows 10 up and comers yeah. that want their job, right? Yeah. That um, they might be able to help guide you in the right direction. So, yeah. but like, again, like I still don't have a sense for if you are gonna go do a shoot, like let's say you find a photographer and you have the opportunity to do a shoot, how do you best maximize that experience? Is it more about location? Is it more about wardrobe change? Is it like what kind of pictures should you be getting to maximize a shoot? Um. So the way I like to shoot and the advice I would give if you're if you're an artist and you want to get pictures to find a location, if it's a studio or if it's, you know, like on location somewhere um, that offers some variety. Um, because it's, you know, you just want to use the time you have with the photographer, first of all you want to take a look at the photographer's work 
you know, and find the creative who fits the style best. So you can go online, you can, you can look on Pinterest or whatever, and just, you know, look what kind of pictures you like. Then you make a little file, you make a mood board with, you know, I don't know, let's say you want to do a black and white shoe or shoot in the street with like all kinds of different like colorful outfits. So then you go online, you, you look for pictures that kind of go in the direction that you want to shoot. And you make this a little, you know, PDF file or whatever. And you just communicate with the photographer that you shoot with. I think that's the most important thing because for me in the past, I had people who, you know, who wanted to shoot and then at the shoot, they weren't really communicating. And after the shoot, they were like, oh, but I, I really wanted to do, you know, like this shot. And I was like, well, I would have loved to do that shot with you, but you didn't communicate that with me. So now after the shoot, I can't just, you know, make it appear magically. It just doesn't work like that. So you have to know what you want. Then you have to show that to the photographer and say, hey, look, that's what you want. And then be realistic. Is that realistic to achieve in, let's say, a shoot that is two hours? Um, is that realistic to achieve without a makeup artist? Do you need a makeup artist? Can the photographer, you know, connect you with a makeup artist? And is that in the budget? So that's all things, you know, communication is key, I think. And uh, yeah. Johanna, this may all seem like everyday business to you and very elementary, but this is great, valuable information. <laughs> yeah, because again, so many people, like you said, that don't feel comfortable taking photos and already are anxious, have an anxiety, like, how's this going to turn out? What do I do? Mm -hmm. So all of these questions and steps and like planning I think really will make a difference. What about like if somebody is trying to curate the best photos for their social media, do you have uh, any artistic guidance on how best to showcase your brand or life? Like, you know, like, what do you think? Like, should it just be authentic, you know, posed memories? Like, I don't know, like more like, I don't know. I always feel like anything for social media that looks like you're not looking at the camera is fake anyways, right? Like who's <laughs> going to say like, oh, you know, I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm not sure if I'm the best advisor when it comes to social media because I'm honestly myself struggling a little bit with it because I'm very, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really critical when it comes to aesthetics so i enjoy social media profiles that are very real and you know just people being themselves not really you know not really a certain aesthetic or whatever but i also enjoy profiles where you know people pay a lot of attention to you know everything kind of having the same look and the mm -hmm. same vibe I, I i can appreciate both for sure i mean for my work it's it's more about my work and not about me so much so i really want everything to i want people to you know to take people into my visual world i don't want to confuse them if they go on my on my instagram for example i really want to showcase like this is what i love 
this is what I do. This is how I see the world, you know? And I mean, I think the most, the most successful profiles probably don't really pay attention to everything being the same visual language. Um, so I don't really have an, I don't have a tip for that. I just feel like you have to go with what makes you feel good, you know, what makes you feel proud of what you put out there. If it's something that is really about what you say, the message you, you know, you, you, you put in your videos or in your photos, that's awesome. If it's something visual aesthetic, it's awesome too. Yeah. Yeah, whatever makes you feel good. I know with me on social media, nine out of 10 of my photos are me and like my homegirls, like here, let's take a picture because it yeah. was the moments where I was the happiest, Yeah. right? And um, I don't know, it's interesting. I like what you've been doing on your social media. I think like it's funny taking me into your photographer world because you'll post one, two or three pictures and say, which one would you choose? as you're putting your portfolio together. And it's funny because you could have a portrait where somebody looks very hard and serious and the next photo they're looking goofy and soft. Yeah. And it's like, it is difficult to choose or somebody that's looking really handsome and then the next one they are a hot mess. Um, mm -hmm. I, that's gotta be tough for as a photographer. Well, I, I feel like a um, big part of the artistic process in photography is the selection that's that's the part where a lot of people are kind of lost and it takes time to really figure out out of you know sometimes i shoot for half an hour and i have 500 pictures mm -hmm. and you know it's hard sometimes to figure out like what is the best what are the best two pictures out of 500 pictures you have to decide, like, that's a big part. Like a lot of creatives are really not the biggest decision makers. So they kind of get stuck, you know? And I think to, to, to develop the eye for your own work and what's the, the best, best part of your work is also, you know, part of the process as yeah. a developer that you can learn and then you can get advice from, from other creatives, you know, just, just see other people, let them look at your selection and get their different opinions. You'll see that a lot of times um, the people have the same opinions, but it's always like, it's, it's tricky because I feel like sometimes when I was doing my selection, I would ask people like, what do you think? Would you take, what picture would you take out of these five pictures? And they were all like, oh, this one, oh, this one. But in my, in my heart, I was like, no, that's not my, you know, that's not my decision. That's not my taste. So you gotta, you gotta go with your, you know, with your gut. That happens in music a lot. They call it studio-itis, where somebody will have been in the recording studio so long and listening to so yeah. many different mixes that they just get lost in it and they can't yeah. really tell the difference. But I like what you said with photos. You really have to lean on your intuition and what makes you feel really good. Would mm -hmm. you say you have a strong intuition? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... 
I also um, rely on really good friends that know me and that know my my work and you know everything that makes me me. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely like to get their advice and their help, but ultimately. I think you, yeah, you, you just really got to listen to the voice inside of you. And in a lot of cases, when you ask someone, you know, would you do that or would, or wouldn't you do that? And they say, oh, no, 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 I wouldn't do that. And that's the moment when somebody, you know, like gives their ultimate advice that there's something in you what which says either yeah, that resonates or like, you know, there's a resistance. So I feel like I just always, you know, try to trust that resistance or that, that gut feeling. And um, maybe last question, maybe not. But for <laughs> people that are just starting to really become a fan of photography and learn more and practice the craft themselves. What are some good entry level, whether it be apps or programs that you would suggest somebody should check out? Um, I really like to use um, an app called Visco. It's V-S-C-O for my photo editing. Um, What else? Well, I think the most important thing for people who are just starting photography is to just shoot, like shoot, 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 and go out, figure out what like excites you the most because it's so different, right? Like some people love to shoot like sports stuff, like, you know, gym stuff and some like portrait and some like fashion photography. So once you kind of figure out in what direction you want to go, just go for it. Just reach out to people, you know, on Instagram or through email or phone or whatever, and just try to collaborate with people who, you know, also are getting started. And um, yeah, I think that's the most important thing. If, if If you produce photos or videos, it's gonna show naturally, you know, what kind of style or what kind of aesthetics you you um, you gravitate towards, and then you can, you know, select your portfolio and go from there. Um, yeah, I think that's like for me as for for portraiture. I started when I started photography. I just took my camera and I just went out in the streets in Hamburg and I just talked to people that I thought had an interesting face and I it was really hard for me because I was more like an introverted person so it gave me a lot of anxiety to talk to people that I didn't know but I was so fascinated fascinated by their faces sometimes that I was like okay I just gotta you know I gotta do it and um yeah that really helped and I still do that sometimes just to remind me of what's really driving me, you know, in my art, like it's, it's people, it's not, it's interesting to shoot with big artists or actors or, you know, but 
in the end, for me, it's always the face, not the success, not the career. It's always the face. Like that's fascinating to me. Like somebody's eyes and what the face tells you. It's so funny that um, we're having this conversation because you just sparked or inspired something in me that I had forgotten about until we were having this conversation. So when I was in college, I took a photography class and it was when we were working with film, which was mm -hmm. super fun because it was like mystery roll of film. You had no idea yeah. what you were going to get until you were in the dark room developing it. But uh, you'll never guess what my specialty was that like I really love shooting and I have some pretty cool, amazing photos that I think are like in a box somewhere in our house or like in a trunk. But I loved to shoot crowds. And it was so fun because like I took my camera to like a Seattle Mariners game mm -hmm. and took a photo like took tons of photos yeah. right when Ken Griffey Jr. hit a home run, right? But then when I got in the dark room, I saw like I had an amazing one with this guy with his arms in the air victorious and a beer spilling and like a baby looking up and I'm like, what? <laughs> or um, like taking a photo as like the Seattle monorail open mm -hmm. and people get off the train and there's like a huge crowd, but there's like one witchy person looking at the camera. And yeah. so Amazing. that could be like a really fun adventure because I just am such a firm believer that if you're going to be creative, you have to do it all right. Like even if you're going to be creative in business, you should paint for fun. You should take photos for fun. You should, I don't know, like experiment in fashion for one for fun because it's all creative at the end yeah. of the day. You don't have to be a professional at everything. Mm -hmm. um, so thanks for reigniting that in me. That's nice. That's a nice memory. And I would love to see the pictures. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can find them. Yeah. Um, so we're going to post all your photos up, Johanna. Is there anything coming? Like, are you in a space right now that you um, are open for bookings? Or are you packed straight? Um, what would you like people to know? I'm open for bookings. Um, and I'm going to relaunch my website soon. So I'll keep you posted with that. Um, so I think the best way to keep in touch is Instagram right now. Um, yeah, and I'm also gonna put my email if you wanna um, reach out for bookings. Um, I'm definitely available for bookings. Um, yeah, just send me, a, send me an email or, or reach out through Instagram, that works. And I can vouch, she is the loveliest human being super easy to work with makes you feel really comfortable and somehow we found like an abandoned building that we shot in and it was awesome <laughs> yeah, it was fun there was really good light 
I appreciate you, Johanna. I think everyone should have professional picks handy and ready to go. Uh, you can reach Johanna at johannabrinkman.com to book her or build community or follow her on IG at Johanna Brinkman. I also have to say thanks again to Liz Hernandez for bringing uh, so many amazing people from Waterfall into the Idea Fountain community and into my life. You can find out more from me and all episodes uh, of the Idea Fountain on all all podcast platforms or juliepilot.co at j-u-l-i-e-p-i-l-a-t on instagram thanks so much for listening and also don't forget to sign up for the newsletter have a great day